Welcome everyone to a Monday edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. This is going to be a fun one. Today you can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Um, coming up on the show today, the Calgary Stampeders find themselves in a very unique situation. The NFL continues to be absolutely crazy. The Flames continue to sputter and the Astros continue to be awesome. Plus, we have today's ticket presented by our friends at BetStamp, the Trivago of sports gambling. They give you the edge that you need to help attack the sports gambling market, whether it's finding the best odds or just kind of showing you the value of having multiple different sports books. It really is uh, an amazing asset for anyone in the sports gambling space. So you can find them, um, BetStamp, just search for the app and then use the referral code COUCH to let them know where you heard about BetStamp. So, should be a fun one today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. The studio sponsor for Coach Potato Diary is Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all your cleaning needs. We begin today in the Canadian Football League, and admittedly I have not talked as much CFL on this show as I would have liked to this season, but we are now into playoff time, it is the best time of year, and this um, playoff weekend was a bit of a dud, like, Hamilton-Montreal was close, kind of, but never really felt close, and same thing for BC-Calgary, um, like, on the scoreboard it was, hey, it's only a two-possession game, it never felt like a two-possession game, it felt like BC was completely in control, and then the Stampeders go out and put in Bo Levi-Mitchell, and it changes the tenor of the game, for a bit, and... It, I think, confuses things for Stampeders fans specifically, but also for Stampeders management coming up this offseason. I don't think you can fall for three good drives from Bo Levi Mitchell. I get, I get, A, face of the franchise, has done amazing things. One of the defining quarterbacks of this era and one of the great CFL quarterbacks in the history of the, the, the sport. I am not denying any of those things. Have talked to Bo a number of times phenomenally nice to me. Have nothing but good things to say about my interactions with Bo Levi Mitchell and watching him on a football field as someone who doesn't cheer for the Stampeders was annoying as fuck because he was really good. However, I don't think he's that dude anymore. And he didn't look like that dude all season long. He didn't look like a starter for months. But then, all of a sudden, three good drives against a defense that's already up multiple possessions. And some people are saying, you gotta bring Bo back. Needed to bring Bo in sooner. No, you didn't. Nothing that you saw from Bo Levi Mitchell leading into this game would lead you to believe that he was going to be the one who would be able to, to save this football team. Whether that was yesterday or whether that is next season. Neither of those are computing. I get... It was great to see Bo come in and lead a couple of drives. It was great that he was the one to take the knee on his final play. This needs to be a relationship that ends. He is not that guy anymore. And for the Stampeders now, going into a very interesting offseason, I think having some of that extra money around, depending on how they're able to, to move things and, and stuff like that, but I think you need that money elsewhere at this point if you are the, the, the Calgary Stampeders. Because... That this has been a team that has been defined by next man up, next man up, next man up. 
Um, these guys go, new guy comes in. We've never heard of him, but apparently he's really good. That guy comes in. Like you just, it, it's been remarkable what they have been able to accomplish. But they're not there anymore. They aren't Saskatchewan, where we talked about them last week, where Saskatchewan basically just needs a complete overhaul. However, this team isn't Winnipeg, and they're not close to Winnipeg. And if Rourke stays in BC, this team ain't, this team ain't even BC. And look, I still think there's a very good quarterback in Vernon Adams, who BC acquired um, after Rourke went down with an injury. I think even with Vernon Adams, the Stampeders are behind the, the BC Lions right now. The Stampeders are kind of firmly in that third spot. And, I mean, like, it, it seems very... Saskatchewan and Edmonton, Edmonton seem far away, but you know both those teams are going to be aggressive this offseason and trying to, to catch up very quickly. So the, the Stampeders now, I think, have to get better in this one. And I just don't think Bo Levi Mitchell is the quarterback to lead them into this next run. I, I think having that extra money from the, the Bo contract will be able to help you in a number of different areas to try to catch up to the Winnipegs and the BCs of the world. Now, you do need that quarterback, and I have never been convinced that Meyer is that guy. Um, but if you can kind of do what BC did with Rorick and put some good pieces around him, now I'm not saying Meyer is then going to level up to the Rorick level, or that Rorick is only a product of his surroundings, because he is very, very good. But you need to be able to surround this kid with a lot of pieces. But it's going to be an interesting offseason because like they, they've been able to retool on the fly and now you're doing it without the guy who's been able to, to, to help mask some problems that maybe you had to retool in Bo Levi Mitchell. Huff is also getting up there and Dave Dickinson did not have a strong West semifinal. And I'm not saying you completely clean house, but Danny Austin was saying like, hey, this might be the last game of this like Stampeders team with this ownership group. Does Huffnagel want to go through that? Does Dickinson want to go through that? Like there, there are there are a lot of questions in Calgary. Again, it's the questions aren't just what the fuck do we do now? The questions are a bit more specific than that, but that doesn't make them less interesting. I, I think this is going to be a really intriguing offseason for the Calgary Stampeders. As far as that game goes, like I, I think Dickinson got outcoached. I think Calgary just got outplayed. Like BC was just better at football than the Calgary Stampeders. BC, some of the play calling was excellent. The creativity that was there was phenomenal. And the execution was great as well. Like Calgary tried to be a bit creative on a third and one, and it ended up burning them. BC ended up getting creative on a third and one, and they got a touchdown out of it. So there's there's coaching, and then there's execution, and I think BC beat, uh, beat Calgary in both aspects of that. And it now leads to a best-case scenario um, division final for the CFL. Out east, you have the two major markets in Montreal and Toronto. You have, out west, a major market and a potential star out in BC going up against the new dynasty of the Canadian Football League, the new standard bearer, and it brings me no joy in saying that, but the new standard bearer in every aspect. The, the whole, like, Saskatchewan is carrying the league. That's gone now. And it's not just because of the play on the field. Winnipeg out-attended Saskatchewan this last season. The, the, the whole you-can-just-bank-on-Saskatchewan-no-matter-what thing, that's kind of gone. Um, and now it's Winnipeg who's kind of carrying that torch for the CFL. So you have kind of the, the glory franchise right now. And the difference between what Winnipeg was doing or what Winnipeg is doing and what Saskatchewan was doing when it was the, yeah, you can just rely on Saskatchewan for all this revenue. Winnipeg's winning. Saskatchewan did some winning, not to this extent for Winnipeg. So this is, this is a great, great, great weekend 
coming up here for the Canadian Football League. And we finally know what the halftime show is. That was a debacle. And I'm not going to get into how fucking frustrating that whole thing was around the Canadian Football League screwing up the All-Stars and then not announcing the halftime show until this week. Um, I'm not going to get into how really annoying that whole thing was because this is a positive part for the Canadian Football League. Music that you hear on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X's where the A's would be, and find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. Moving into the NFL, and what a day for the Jets! 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 I still don't know if they have the right kid at quarterback. I still don't know if they have the right coach, but holy hell, do they have the right defense. And that's something we talked about in our NFL preview show on Friday. We got a bit wrong on that preview show, but we got this one bang on saying that this Jets team was going to be able to keep it close. They kept it close, and then they came out in front. A huge win for the New York Jets. And this is this is the part where the Jets are at in this kind of rebuild right now. They They went out. We're real bad, got the quarterback, we're real bad again, got a couple of like key pieces on the defense, and now you are seeing the the fruits of this foundation that the, the Jets have been able to build. And th- this is something that the Giants weren't able to do with Daniel Jones on down the line, right? What the, the Jags haven't been able to do with Trevor Lawrence, uh, yada, 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 right? Like what, what all of these teams have struggled to do with these young quarterbacks instead of just like, here, go fix it. The, the Jets have been able to build a strong foundation around a quarterback who still isn't all that good, and they're now 6-3, and three, and they just beat the best team in the NFL. That defense is for real. The Jets are going to be, I think, at least a bit of a problem. I still don't think they're a playoff team, but they are not a team that a playoff team wants to run into on their schedule. This does also kind of prove, if you're looking at a futures play, let's not be going with the chalk here at all. Like, the, the Buffalo Bills are, I still think, the best team in the NFL. Kansas City, I still think, is the second best team in the NFL. Philadelphia, I still think, is the third best team in the NFL. However, none of them are, like, that elite status, undeniable team. The, Buffalo feels like the closest. Kansas City has the quarterback who's done it before. But this this season really is showing that any given week, any of these guys can can be toppled. That this is the year where you can throw a couple out. Ah, what the fuck bets on on any kind of futures play? Also, I think Jalen Hurts now becomes the strong favorite for the MVP. I think you can make a case. Um, I know Micah Parsons' name has come up a couple of times um, as kind of a, a first-half MVP. I think if the Tennessee Titans keep doing what they're doing, they take Kansas City to overtime this week. If the Titans keep doing what they're doing, Derrick Henry is going to make a strong case for the MVP as well. It, it feels very up for grabs right now. But this whole NFL season feels just absolutely wild. We don't know who all is going to be up there, but we kind of know who's done. Green Bay is done, da done, done. Like, they, they got nothing left. That was a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful loss for Green Bay. The Rams are done, too. Like, McVay says he's looking for answers. That answer might be Odell Beckham Jr. That offense is just bland. The defense is able to, to hold up. And look, Tampa Bay uh, avoids the done zone, for sure, with a, a win this week. But they, like, you look at Tampa Bay compared to even Atlanta, or New Orleans, who we're going to see tonight on Monday Night Football. At this point, I'm not loving Tampa Bay against either of those sides. Like, this is, this again just feels like a very blah 
blah football team. So we have a couple of like real major players who just seem like they are completely toast right now. And again, you're starting to get calls for Jordan Love needs to start playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Holy shit, what a moment that would be um, if if that happened. And a lot of people are kind of giving Green Bay shit for not going out and acquiring a wide receiver. This team needs more than a wide receiver. Like this is this is not a good football team right now. I I think that like Aaron Rodgers is completely in his head. I think that this coaching staff is not doing a great job. Like there are so many disconnects in Green Bay right now that this is like nothing we have seen with this franchise in my entire lifetime of watching professional football. It's just, it's really, really, really bad there right now. And of course, the close of my favorite football team, the Vegas Raiders, hit a new low with a devastating loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I remember being on the Sports Rundown a couple of weeks ago. They just picked up a win. It's like, hey, if this team can just finish, like if this team can build on this now, and start to get a couple of good wins here. Like their schedule, it's not easy, but it's teams that we think that they should be able to beat if they are going to be a playoff team. They're not going to be a playoff team. This is dreadful. Um, McDaniels is not doing a good job coaching. He completely chokes every time this team gets any kind of a lead. The fact that Josh Jacobs was such a, a small part of the game plan when your team is up by 17 is absolutely stunning to me. Um, and I, I say part of this as someone who is a Josh Jacobs fantasy owner. He had 67 yards in a game where you had a 17-point lead and then end up losing by a touchdown. That just, that, that cannot happen. Dreadful, dreadful, dreadful play calling from the Vegas Raiders has led them into this spot where they are now. They're going to be a very interesting team when it comes to draft time. That is for sure. Moving into the National Hockey League and the Calgary Flames continue to sputter. And now that, that magic serum that we thought like, okay, there you go. New, the, the, the lines are back to where we wanted them to be. Oh, you still lost. This is why that panic move of changing the lines early is like such a head scratcher because now you go back to what was working and then it doesn't work. What's your next move? Because the Flames need a next move. They, they looked uninspired. And now, now this magical road trip that everyone's been waiting for. And look, maybe it'll work. Maybe this works out from a Flames perspective that they are going to be able to just hop on the winning train now. That they've got on the road trip. The boys are playing Call of Duty together. Everything's phenomenal. And now, now everything's going to get back on track. But I, I just, I feel like that panic move by the Flames to switch up their lines after a close loss to Edmonton really, really set this team back and was a very un-Daryl-like mistake for this team. And now, like, you've had to call up a couple of guys to help out with injury issues on the blue line because Connor Mackey, after years of sitting on the bench and being the next one, he doesn't seem like he's it. Sure would be nice to have a Yusuf Valamaki hanging around right now, wouldn't it? There's a lot of frustration, I, I think, in Flamesland. And... I don't like I I don't want to to put all this blame in one spot but when I look at the the Valimaki situation and maybe he just wasn't going to be a fit and maybe he just isn't going to be the player that we thought he was going to be after injury issues robbed him of some great development time. But to, to lose that kind of a depth piece when you could have just had Stone as a seventh defenseman or send someone down who you weren't going to lose it, it is remarkably remarkably frustrating from a Calgary Flames perspective. Um it, it's I think that there has been a lot of mismanagement here over the past couple of weeks that has the Flames in the middle of a tailspin. We'll see if they can pull it out. I 
not to give too much away for today's ticket presented by Betstamp a little bit later on, but I, I think they are able to pull it out of the fire in this one tonight. Quickly in baseball, we're going to go more into the Houston Astros on Wednesday show, but the Astros are your World Series champions and the right team won. They were, I, I think, the most complete baseball team all season long. The Phillies hung with them the best that they could, but... The Houston Astros, at the end of the day, were just the better baseball team, and I, I think that became clear as this series went along. And I think, again, this needs to drive home how valuable pitching, and specifically the bullpen, is when it comes to these late-season situations. And again, I'm not saying you need to go like the Mets and spend $40 million or $20 million on a, a closer, but... You can't just go into the season with a bunch of $975,000 Band-Aids and just hope that four of them click in the way that the Astros guys were able to click because it's just, it's not, it's not going to happen. Amazing run for the Phillies and quite frankly, amazing run for Major League Baseball. I think having this underdog Phillies team um, with like a, a bunch of dudes who just crush dingers was so good for baseball. Um, and I think this postseason run was really good for baseball. Like you have, as much as it pained me, a dramatic wildcard round with the, the Seattle Mariners winning. And then you have the, the Mets kind of collapse. And in the divisional round, you have a couple of major upsets in the National League. And then you, you get this Philly squad that everyone really seemed to get behind. You see that baseball can be fun with the Phillies and the Phillies fans more specifically. It just felt like a really great season of baseball. And now we have no labor discussions to worry about. This, this should be a bit of momentum for baseball to carry into next season. So a really, really strong postseason in the world of Major League Baseball. And now it is time for today's Ticket presented by Betstamp, the Trivago of sports gambling. They allow you to get that competitive edge by giving you a bit more value, a bit more bang for your buck because you're able to line shop from all of these different affiliated sites and for, from all of these different sites, getting a, a variety of lines that you are able to... Uh, able to shop from. It really does show the value again in having a number of lines at your disposal, a number of sports books at your disposal, so you can go out and get the best odds. And another great feature with Betstamp is you have the opportunity to see a number of different experts' picks. Like, my picks are on there. I would, I, I do not consider myself an expert, but people who do have their picks on Betstamp, so you can see how they're doing, the return on investment that they are providing, and you are able to find those and see, like, okay, I've been following this person, it's been going really well, I can continue with that. There's so many great features. Check out the Betstamp app, and when you do, use the referral code COUCH to let them know that you found them from Couch Potato Diary. So, on today's ticket, we will start in the National Football League. It is Monday Night Football. The Baltimore Ravens taking on the New Orleans Saints. I think Baltimore is getting a little disrespected right now. We have uh, Baltimore minus one at a couple of different shops, all the way up to minus two at a couple of places like Steak and Bet99. Um, so if you're looking at a New Orleans play, uh, a plus two for uh, Bet99 and a plus two for Steak, definitely the way to go. I'm going to go here with the minus one and a half at minus 102 for 
uh, from our friends at Cool Bet. So again, line shopping around, even if it's like they're the same odds, minus one and a half at a number of different places like Bet365, Cool Bet, Betway, BetVictor, um, Bodog, Buhin, Sports Interaction. A number of different places have it at minus one and a half. You then go to the next level. Where are the best odds of that? Oh, it's at minus 102 at CoolBet. So we will definitely click on that one. Moving into the National Hockey League, three games on the schedule tonight. I'm only going with one. I'm going with the Calgary Flames taking on the New York Islanders. Let's take a look at where we can go. Not going to go minus one and a half. This Flames team isn't really blowing anyone out right now. So we'll just go straight up on the money line to win. That best odds there is at minus 122 from bet 99. It goes from minus 122 all the way up to minus 136. So again, we're just getting a little bit better value when we click on the Calgary Flames at bet 99 at minus 122. Couple of games in the NBA that have caught my fancy, so let's see where we can get the best odds out of that. It is a big schedule in the NBA tonight, and we are going to start with the Pelicans taking on the Pacers. You guys know I am big on the Pelicans. I know they've had some injury issues, but they just continue to get the job done. We are seeing uh, Pelicans minus five and a half at a number of different shops. Gonna save us a, a half a point and go bet 99 at minus five for minus 115 odds. So feeling very good uh, about that one with our New Orleans Pelicans play. And then lastly, it is the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Again, Milwaukee, a little bit banged up. Atlanta, pretty feisty to start the year. I am liking myself uh, some Milwaukee Bucks action here. And there's a couple of places that have, there's a few places that have it at minus three and a half. Couple places that have it at minus three. I'll be honest, I wrote down minus three until clicked on the big odds page. And all of a sudden I'm seeing our fine friends over a B-win with a minus two and a half. So again, we're saving a point by doing some line shopping with our friends at Betstamp. It helped us in our last one as uh, I forgot to tell you how we did on our NFL plays on Sunday. Um, let me just scroll over here to the my picks portion of this and see how we have done. Click on history, click on all time with our play yesterday where we went two, one, and one. We got the draw. We got a push in the uh, Minnesota game. The Dolphins did us dirty by only beating the Bears by three points instead of the four and a half, but we cash in on Seattle plus two and a half and the Jets plus ten and a half. Um, so, our all-time look right now, we are at a 33% return on investment. So we're doing pretty good so far in our bet stamp era for today's pay, uh, for today's ticket. Hopefully, this ticket is going to provide you that same return on investment. So the play for today in the NFL, it is the Ravens minus one and a half. Thank you to our friends at Cool Bet. It is the Calgary Flames minus 122 to beat the Islanders from Bet 99. In the NBA, two games on the slate. Also at Bet 99, it is the Pelicans minus five against the Indiana Pacers. And the Milwaukee Bucks at B-Win minus two and a half getting us the best odds to have a successful day with today's ticket. And that is today's show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Shout out Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com.
Wrestlingtees.com. It is Power Rankings Day on Wednesday, and we have a new champion crown in the world of sports, so you know we're going to look at how they were built, taking a look at the Houston Astros and their championship roster. In the meantime, you can find me on Game Over tonight, um, maybe with a successful Flames to Win ticket in hand, uh, but that one is going to be over on the Steve Dangle Podcast Network. You can check me out there. Follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email the show Diary at yahoo.com. I'm having a blast doing these shows. Let's do it again on Wednesday, shall we? Have a good one, everyone. I'm out.